All right, well, welcome to episode two, Dose. Uh, Dose. Th- those are the only words for two that I know in du. any languages. Do? Do. De. 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 That's French. Oh. Okay, so we're worldwide now, international. We're trilingual. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Maybe we'll learn one new word every week. I don't know. We'll make it a thing. So, uh, thanks for everybody that tuned in for the first episode. Uh, got some pretty good numbers so we appreciate that uh just to update now we are up on uh anchor fm spotify pocket casts uh google podcasts there are a couple others too um we'll put that up when i tweet out that the episode is done um lots of places we can be found though uh still waiting on apple i think tim cook has a personal vendetta against me i'm not sure it's apple it's probably crashing right now so yeah that or you know they're just getting (laughs) ready to sue us for not giving them their money or something i don't know who knows so which is why we're using a podcasting service hosted by spotify exactly <laughs> so okay uh you just want to dive right into it or you have anything you want to say to get us started here um so uh just one thing okay we really enjoy the fact that everyone would like to listen to this but some of this stuff may not be your thing so we do like I said before, we do appreciate that people want to listen to it, but if it's not your thing, you aren't forced to listen to it. <laughs> I know that some of the topics that we may talk about will definitely be a little over certain people's heads. Like if we ever get into an anime topic, I know anime is definitely not for everybody, but uh, we will make our best effort to make it comfortable for everyone. This is true, and I think that's going to try and be our ultimate goal. I do know I have some ideas for kinds of uh, different content that I that we do want to do. Uh, we definitely want to do some stuff with anime. Uh, I would like to take a look at specific games and do a little bit more in-depth uh, dives with them. It'd yeah, be definitely. nice to have uh, kind of whenever anybody jumps on to Spotify and sees our playlist or wherever, uh, you know, we, we do want to have general like topics about what's currently going on in the industry but i would like to have stuff that's kind of like timeless that you could go back and listen to um like you binge on a car ride or stuff like that that kind of doesn't isn't really like no nobody's gonna want to listen to the 2020 game awards <laughs> podcast in in like 2023 when you're driving on an eight-hour road trip or maybe you will i don't know listen, it depends uh, so, on what kind of topics we get into about this okay i mean <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just want to hear two average guys just yell I don't know if that's your kind of thing. This podcast is going to be dedicated only to the No Man's Sky guys, and uh, that's it. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think I sent you a, a cap yeah. of that tweet, didn't I, where yeah. <laughs> the one guy was like, Sean Murray had no idea that he was going to win. He was just getting drunk, and then Sean Murray replied to him and just said nods. <laughs> He's just totally getting trashed. Um, so actually, that's a great uh, that's a great segue. So let's jump in. Game Awards 2020 that was on Thursday, I believe it was the 10th. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. So, uh, Tom, I'm going to kick it over to you because I know you had a lot of thoughts, a lot of things (laughs) that you were excited to to share. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, I believe the words uh, you used were. Uh, I don't know if you said rant or you had uh, some issues. So uh, some things that happened. So I'm just going to. Pitch it over to you and let's take it away. We talked slightly about it in our predictions yes, or uh, on the last podcast. 
with uh, game of the year. I'm kind of jumping right to that because that's my biggest break at the moment. It's kind of the biggest thing in the night anyway. So I think honestly, it was the biggest break that everybody that I had seen do reviews on the game awards talk about. Nobody believes that this game should have won. <laughs> You're so, referring to Last of Us 2, correct? Last of Us 2, yes. Okay. So I can see in in graphics and how they tried to make people feel that it would be up there for a game of the year just because it's a big company and it feels it deserves it should be up there. But there's nothing that I have seen about this game or that I've played of this game that makes me feel it should be a game of the year other than the fact that the first game deserved it twice as much. That's it. <laughs> um, the games that they had listed with it definitely should have stood a better chance. Final Fantasy VII Remake, it won the best RPG of the year, which I agree because it took a game that I did not like and made it a hundred times better and made me actually enjoy it. <laughs> but I don't feel that Last of Us 2 should have even been in the running with the way that they directed it. Everything was bland. The emotional scenes felt like they were torn away because they happened in a matter of seconds. And there was no, like, and... It, the scene that's supposed to be hard-hitting, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who plans on playing it. The scene that's supposed to be hard-hitting is the only scene that you can feel any emotion from in the entire game. That's it. And it happens in the first like hour of the game. So would that would that be akin to like uh, in the first game when the opening scenes is Joel in his home with his daughter and everything kind of goes to hell and they try to escape and his daughter ends up dying like that sort of like within that time frame roughly is when the big kind of first emotional thing happens. kind of except it like it takes a little bit for it to get there because it's trying to staple down how Ellie is now that she's grown up. So in the first game, you know how if you haven't played the first Last of Us game, I'm going to shun you. But <laughs> um, just turn it off right now. Just, just turn it off. Just, just go buy the game. It's only like $19 currently, maybe even lower now that the second one's out. In the first game, when Joel's daughter dies in his arms, that's such a strong emotional scene. And they pull it off so well which carries on throughout the entire game because it's, you can see how his character changes based on being around Ellie and being around different people who are going through similar situations. Last of Us 2 does not have that situation. It has the big scene of what happens and the entire game is just a rage-filled revenge and that's it. There's no emotion and like changes. There's no like, oh, well, maybe I should like try to get over this a healthy way. No, there's none of that. It's just anger, 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 anger. It's like if you took Doom and watered it down a little bit. Oof. <laughs> 
So you don't have a much of a story other than what your main quest is. And that's it. In this case, the Doom guy would be voiced by Ashley Johnson instead of uh, whoever voiced Doom guy. I'd be down. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd, I'd um, be down. <laughs> yeah, I just from what I like I said, I, I didn't play the game uh, just because life came at me so fast mm-hmm. this year. Just didn't have a chance to read a lot about it, seen a lot of it played. Um, and yeah, I just think the first game did such a better job portraying the emotions and the humanity of the characters that it was trying to portray. And I I kind of agree with you that the second game doesn't stick it nearly as, you know, nearly as much. Right. Uh, Like, like the first game, you can tell it's a view on humanity in a stressful situation. Like how are people going to act in a positive light and in, and a negative light as they go, try to go through their daily lives with everything that's going on with these zombie creatures and with other people who are trying to destroy the world. And you see all this, but you can see these two people who you follow through for a good, oh, I can't remember how long the game is, like eight hours, eight or nine hours. Mm-hmm. You follow them and you can see like what drives them to be better people and what could almost put them over a tipping point. In Last of Us 2, you're always on that tipping point. There's no positive, no fully negative. It's just they're going to snap eventually. It's not really like a teeter-totter back and forth. Uh, I don't I don't get that feeling from this game. The kind of gray morality that painted a lot of the picture of the first game right and i see like what they were trying to do with her um her side character the one that's supposed to be like the ellie of this game is uh her basically girlfriend i believe um i don't know if they see each other as in that relationship i believe so with the way that they talk to each other but other than trying to calm her down in certain situations it doesn't feel like it does anything. And it I, upset me to no end. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's kind of the general feel that I've gotten. Just scrolling through Twitter the last couple of days is when articles get posted about that. There's There, there really is a lot of division between uh, people that really like it and feel the need to defend it and people that don't feel like it deserved it. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of just the general feeling. And even... The same kind of sentiment was there when the entire script for the game or plot leaked back earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of like people were absolutely freaking out. I remember when it came out, there was just so many angry comments, so many hurt feelings. I, I it, it's really never really seen anything like it before. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of crazy. Um and so anybody that does stumble across this in the near future, you know, it's not that Tom and I don't respect the f- work that Naughty Dog put into the game. No, 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 definitely or, not. Like everyone has their own opinion on the game and they're definitely allowed to have that. I'm never going to take that away from somebody. There are people who love games that I cannot stand. I just feel in my own opinion, I couldn't get behind this game, maybe because of how the first game was. And it just kind of changed gaming for me. But this this game just didn't sit right with me as a sequel. So do you think it 
was more the fact that they kind of floundered the sequel or was it maybe that the second game couldn't get out of the shadow of the first you is so a combination think, of both i think a combination of both but i also feel that they sacrificed they sacrificed character growth and story they basically reused the story of last of us one which is originally well joel just pissed at everybody and trying to get revenge for his daughter <laughs> and accepting this other girl to be like his daughter replacement she is getting revenge and they don't have anything else going for it other than graphic looks and that's about it right so i think we touched on it a little bit last pod too uh the things that tom and i value when we're considering something like a game of the year it you know the fact that it's a giant studio that's well known that had a well released first game doesn't really do it for us mm -hmm. we look for things like what kind of narrative is the story trying to tell in terms of you know are, are they critiquing the human race what kind of story are they trying to tell what kind of things are they trying to tell us about ourselves or about the character mm -hmm. uh we value uh you know voice acting a lot uh mm -hmm. was the game well directed uh and i think the thing that we value most too is and we touched on this for a couple of the times if it's a game that makes us kind of re-examine the way we feel about a certain genre or a certain like series of games that's also very that's that's a very powerful thing for us too like i said last podcast in 2018 god of war is my game of the year because up until then i'd never played a god of war game before and that game just so changed my whole opinion on the character of kratos and that whole story right that that and that 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 sort of thing is more important to me than you know, you know some of those other things and see and that's a good sign or that's a good example of a uh a sequel game that progresses a character's growth and keeps its story intact like there's no reason for kratos to be in scandinavia at all <laughs> how he got how the river flowed upwards to norway from greece nobody will ever know Listen, I what? want the game that happens in between this God of War and the previous last God of War about how he got there. That's the but, game that I want. But this God of I War think we need it. made it so, A, he has a new family that he has, A, already failed to protect one of them because his wife had died. That's the beginning of the game. You're burning your wife. So you get to see her, her, her dead body, not her alive. Yeah, body. you're burning. Yeah. You're burning her dead body. He, he has a pyre for her, a burial pyre. You see how this how it upsets him because he's already been through this once. So he's doing his best to be a good father. But also be like a Spartan father, like he feels he has to be hard on him. But this is a different world that he's not used to. Mm hmm. So he has to change things and teach his son ways that would make him different from him. So it's such a good change in character. It's such a good change in story for Kratos, the gaming mechanics that they've updated. So it's not a hundred percent hack and slash. It's like, you have to think while doing combat. It's like if they took 
Dark Souls and put it into God of War. <laughs> but made it a little bit easier to work with. So I feel if you're going to look at anything for sequels, base it on games like that. You can progress a story in a different direction, but still use similar elements. It doesn't have to be exactly the same. Try to change up a couple things here and there. And sometimes it just fits really well. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I, I definitely think that we both feel that uh, probably if it came down to us, we would probably be happier if it would have been Final Fantasy VII, Hades, or Ghost of Tsushima would have been probably the three that we would have thought might have taken it uh just because seven did such a fantastic job retelling a story and reimagining a world from pretty much the ground up right uh well remaining faithful to the original story for the most part and hades created a thing that actually made me like roguelike games which is impressive mm-hmm. and managed to interweave a fairly touching tale about family and you know a father-son dichotomy mm-hmm. and uh which is really unique in you don't really see that in a roguelike game most it's just like oh do runs and die and you know just try to get to the end mm-hmm. uh that game is a lot deeper on underneath than it is on the surface and then uh ghost of tsushima too i just feel told a better story uh, i thought visually looked better uh and the voice acting was just as good as Last of Us 2. Although I am happy that uh, Laura Bailey won a voice acting award for her portrayal as Abby. Uh, I like Laura Bailey a lot. Uh, I love the Critical Role cast. <laughs> um, and she was one of the original targets that got a lot of shit when all that stuff came out about the game that leaked. And so just for her to be able to take an award away from that, despite all of the just fucking terrible things that people said about her right. and the death threats that she got on Twitter and the screen cap that she shared, like that was just inexcusable. So, uh, you know, uh, I oh, was, I was, I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. So. And don't get me wrong. Like Laura Bailey did an amazing job vocally for that game. Like doing a grown up version of Ellie she progressed the character well with that. And the voice work for a lot of the characters was great. I just, like I said, the game itself is what I had a problem with. Like the updated mechanics felt very buggy at times. There was a lot of stuff that I had to restart the game because of certain bugs. But I will never blame good voice work and say that that is a problem in the game. If it's good voice work in a game that's bad, I will still praise the voice work. True. I agree with that 100%. So, all right. I think, have we uh, pretty much covered our feelings on on that? You think you got, want anything else you want to wrap up with? Or? Um, Just one more thing. Um, okay. Not to keep going on the Final Fantasy VII train, because A, I, I didn't play Ghost of Tsushima, so I don't know how that game is. I've seen a little bit of it. It looks gorgeous. The voice acting in it is great. But I haven't seen enough of it to get a full grasp on it. I've only played a couple hours of Hades. Again, very similar idea. Like, the artwork that they did for it was so well done. And the voice work is very unique. 
there's something to be said about Final Fantasy VII Remake where they released, re-released a game that was at one time one full game. Re-released it to have multiple parts and people are still willing to pay for it for how good it is. I just think that says something. <laughs> no, I think it does too. I was a little bit skeptical because I was just initially thinking, well, that's stupid. I can play the whole game for the same price as I'm going to buy one portion of the game. It will be interesting to see how they kind of handle progression and all that stuff. Um, but when you're playing the actual game, you can see like it's supposed to only be like a few hours long. Like the first part. It's only supposed to be like, what was it six or seven hours long maybe yeah you can just rush through about six or seven yeah yeah if you're not doing any of the side stuff it's literally just a run through of the game but you can see what they put into it based on like new characters and side characters and voiced characters and then all the updated cinematics and the new combat equipment and everything about that and you realize they didn't have enough room to put anything else on the fucking game. <laughs> they really fleshed out the first part of that game in a yeah. really impressive way and just kind of really made that world mm -hmm. feel more alive. And the world building that they did was really impressive, which I'm I'm very excited to play the next installment of that game when it comes out in probably like 10 years to 15 years. The, fact that, Enix. Can, the fact that you can get what was it? Is it seven or eight of the summons in the beginning of the game? I'm trying to think of all of them that you can get. I think it's like, I think six or seven. It's a lot and, of them. And they all have their own special battles that take, like, they're like mini bosses that you can replay multiple times. And then using them, it's gorgeous. I, I just feel they've added more to it to make it a better game overall i feel that probably should have put it a little bit higher i agree i would agree with that too which is why i'm really excited for when the rest of the parts of that game come out you can play them you can play them all congruently yep. i'm so looking forward to being at the end of that game and being like level 900 it's gonna be <laughs> awesome i'm so excited and uh, I'll definitely be excited too to get a lot of just seeing what they did with the initial cast of characters that you have access to mm -hmm. and knowing that, you know, you still have to get Sid, you still have to get Vincent, you still have to get uh, Red 13, a lot of those guys. See, I uh, was very confused when I was playing because when you find Red 13 in the first part of the game, he's there as support, but you can't play as him. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, OK, I'm here goodbye and then he goes okay i'm here again goodbye <laughs> right that'll that'll be I, mean, I don't know if maybe just because they ran out of time or just like couldn't figure out how to like integrate them fully that, <laughs> i want to play as my dog lion okay? that's <laughs> right. all i come, want <laughs> come on just give me this one thing i need um, my cat with his robot and i need my dog lion okay <laughs> god damn so, all right. So I think that pretty much covers that. So uh, in the next part, because I, I, I want to keep talking about this, uh, we had some actually uh, apart from that, the the night of the Game Awards was pretty cool mm -hmm. for everybody to be able to come together in this kind of COVID-19 time and celebrate games was really awesome. The amount of people that they were able to convince to 
present and appear and do all this stuff was also really awesome. I thought yep. I, I felt like as far as a celebration of video games goes uh, two thumbs up. I really enjoyed it. Jeff Keighley pulled off something that was really, really difficult to do in this day and age mm-hmm. while people are still sick and can't be together. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so props to Jeff. Uh, he did a fantastic job. And I really feel like, you know, this is I just want to throw this one thing in there before I talk about all the stuff that got announced uh, from the last couple of years. Things haven't really been looking good for E3. A lot of people aren't going to E3 anymore. People aren't buying booth space at E3. You know, people are kind of branching off and going to do their own things and going and, you know, they'd rather have their own press conferences or release right. things or little shows. And all these premieres and all this stuff that they show just made me feel like, wow, if, you know, the Game Awards and other big events start to pull this stuff off, E3 is in a lot of trouble because what's the point of going to E3 when, you know, you could just show a premiere trailer on like a traditional awards ceremony type. And it's probably a lot cheaper than buying booth space and buying advertising space and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I f- especially with E3 not happening this year, I feel like this is kind of the death bell for E3. It might be a spicy take. I don't know. But that's just kind of how I was feeling watching this. Unfold. Right. I, so. I can understand that. Um. I don't know if you did you want to respond to that at all or should I just keep going? I just, just wanted to just talk something keep, there. Uh, keep going because I, okay. I feel that's kind of similar. I mean, OK, he's has been kind of a downslope to begin with. So, I mean, not much else to go along with that. Uh, which makes me really glad that I went to it a couple years ago before it did die, because that was a really cool experience. Um, hmm. So uh, we'll talk about that on another podcast soon. Until slow week, we have nothing to talk about because I have some fun stories about that. Uh, <laughs> So we pretty much got blitzed with a ton of reveals, a ton of world premiere trailers, mm-hmm. crazy stuff. Uh, there was a lot of cool things that happened. So I'm just going to rattle off all of the things that got announced or had trailers. And okay. then we'll just go through and pick stuff out that we liked and, and just kind of geek out over it because there's some really cool stuff. Uh, there's some stuff that I didn't really like. Uh, there's some stuff that's straight down hilarious. Yeah, and I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to a couple of things here. So uh, this was pretty much in chronological order of from the pre-show all the way to the end. Right. So we got uh, reveals, trailers, premieres for all this stuff. Uh, a game called Loop Hero, Tachia, Sea of Solitude, Shady Part of Me. Uh, I'm going to see if I can say this one without fucking it up. Near Replicant version yep. 1.22474487139. Yes. So I'm quick thing near that new near is a remake of the near for PlayStation three that came out years and years ago, but they changed a few things about it to kind of go along with near automata. Right. I think that'll be really awesome. Uh, after that was century ages of ash, mm-hmm. uh, the reveal that kicked off the main award show Sephiroth for smash bros, which I think <laughs> we're probably going to spend 10 minutes freaking out about that because that was awesome <laughs> and hilarious and amazing. Uh, perfect dark. Yeah. Perfect, perfect dark, dark is getting a new damn game. Holy crap. Which, uh, nobody was couple, expecting that. <laughs> no, I, I, got, I got a couple things I want to say about that too. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, back for blood, yep. the spiritual successor 
slash sequel dead, yeah. to left for dead seems yep. like they can't use uh, the title for left for dead anymore so they were like yeah we'll put something out there <laughs> we're just gonna put the word four on the wall and then throw words at the wall and see what it makes and yep. that's what we came up with uh i liked that look cool uh hood outlaws and legends scavengers mm -hmm. uh there is a forza cyberpunk crossover yeah they're Ma putting the car from cyberpunk <laughs> into forza four great um the don't know Callista why that needed an announcement but sure. listen, listen, uh, it just did. OK, <laughs> so they need to include Forza and Microsoft Cyberpunk somewhere in there. So I'm just uh, waiting for my Batmobile in Forza. OK, <laughs> it'll happen one day. <laughs> uh, the Callisto Protocol, which uh, I am so excited for. I have so much it's to talk a about that. new horror game set in the PUBG universe. Apparently, go figure. Yes. But uh, it's made from the people who made Dead Space. Yes. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, Warhammer 40,000 Darktide. Which is Open a zombie roads. war. It's a zombie Warhammer game. <laughs> Excellent. Open Roads, Disco Elysium Final Cut, uh, Dragon Age 4, which wasn't mm -hmm. really like a trailer. It was just kind of like a little cinematic thing. Yeah. Didn't really tell us much. Uh, disappoint. Uh, Endless Dungeon, Crimson Desert, which looked wild. Mm -hmm. uh, the Swedish Chef is coming to Overcooked. Yeah, that is that need an announcement <laughs> uh they should have just switched those up they could have put swedish chef in smash and sephiroth and overcooked i would have played the <laughs> shit out of chef he would be my main today that would be Sentient amazing food on the warpath he's cooking <laughs> up the competition i love it that would be incredible uh <laughs> a game called season uh black ops warzone season one uh Fast and Arc 2 Vin Diesel. <laughs> Fast and Arc 2. <laughs> uh, if he does not I, drift a T-Rex, I'm going to be very upset. For Yeah, I, for a minute, I was looking at the trailer and I was just pointing at the screen. I, is, is that Vin Diesel? Is that, yeah. is that that guy? Did you see those sweet action moves that he was doing in that mocap? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could do an Arc Monster Hunter crossover. That'd be interesting. I don't know why they haven't. It's uh, <laughs> Fall Guys Season 3. Uh, snow Season. Outriders, which is the Destiny game from Square yes. Enix, essentially. Evil Dead, the game. Yep. That was surprising. Uh, I Every know year, you have to have at least one horror movie have a video game. This is, this is the year for Evil Dead, huh? Yes, because they did the Friday the 13th game a few years back. And then Dead by Daylight came out, and that kind of had like a mixture of other horror creatures in it. Now they're going to do Evil Dead. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't they put wasn't Ash from Evil Dead in yeah, a he collaboration? Makes, he makes an appearance. Yeah. OK. Or, or it was in one of those previous games. I thought you said I remember that seeing that. So mm. uh, moving on. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection looked awesome. Uh, Returnal. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't need that much of a headache. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, Returnal. Yep. It takes two which my fiance said we needed to play to fix our relationship. Feels bad, man. Super Meat Boy Forever. Oddworld Soulstorm, which I looks like Oddworld awesome. Oddworld has a new game every two years. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably still play it. So uh, Elder Scrolls Online Gates of Oblivion. So it looks like they're finally touching on Elder Scrolls or Elder Scrolls 4 for Elder Scrolls Online. Yep. Monster Hunter Rise, which yep. I'm super excited about because it has Dago. Asian influence and looks awesome i'm super pumped uh new among us map 
Yep. Uh, I do like the, uh, I do have to make a comment, the new Among Us map, I do enjoy because it's a, I think it's supposed to be a homage to the Henry Stickman games, which if anyone knows Flash games. Okay. The Henry Stickman games. Yeah, they're funny as hell. (laughs) (laughs) I was intrigued about it. They're adding a lot of verticality, moving platforms. That should be a lot Mm -hmm. of fun see how that goes uh probably the most cringeworthy moment of the night for me at least was uh announcing master chief from fortnite that Ugh. i died a little inside and then the red versus blue putting blood gulch in fortnite as well in creative mode uh, i i don't i don't blame rooster teeth for taking the money i would take the money too if they threw it at me but that's just rooster that hurts teeth a little does bit, not so. need the money <laughs> they're making enough money on ruby that they do not need to be making that kind of money. <laughs> I, I just, it, it hurt a little bit. And then, oh, well, I guess they, they're putting Daryl and Michonne from Walking Dead I in there, too. That, that was kind of the second. I'm like, man, is Fortnite becoming like Smash Bros for everything that's not Nintendo? It essentially? is. I believe so, because Kratos was announced. Do you remember that? Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, and then they have the Mandalorian in this season, too. It's like, yeah, I don't, I, I just, they I have don't know all of happening. Marvel. So that means I have Disney's backing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, this you know what that means? Trouble. Goofy is going to be the new playable character in Fortnite. Yes. Let's go bring in Sora. Let's Sora. <laughs> Sora didn't make it to Smash, so he's going to be added into Fortnite. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, there was a JRPG game coming out called Scarlet Nexus that mm-hmm. I it tagged you in because I great. thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty cool. The art style looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is this is a Tom game for sure. Yep. 100%. It, it looks like a little bit like Astral Chain, which if any of you have played Astral Chain, it's that art style. But God damn, is it good? <laughs> yeah, it, it looks incredible. Uh, there's a Just Cause mobile game because that's something everybody asked for. Yeah. Uh, Ruined King, which is a League of Legends single player game, mm-hmm. should be interesting. And to cap off the show, they showed a teaser trailer for a new Mass Effect game. Which I'm hoping this doesn't bomb like Andromeda. <sighs> it looks like it. a lot of people online were saying it takes place right after the original Mass Effect trilogy. So... Hopefully, Bioware doesn't fuck it up. Uh, right after the Mass Effect trilogy, huh? You mean where everybody lost all ability to do anything? <laughs> Listen, we'll see what happens, okay? Oh, what uh, you guys don't know is that Mass Effect 4 is actually going to be No Man's Sky. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, I just hope drunk Sean Murray is not directing it. So I hope he is uh, directing it. You kidding me? That would actually probably be amazing. Uh, just, <laughs> They're just like, Sean, do you think maybe we should add a bar in here? And he just nods. <laughs> nods. Yeah. That's amazing. So I I will say one thing about that. And then we can talk about the list of games mm-hmm. that I just listed off. Uh, mad respect for Sean Murray and his team. Uh, when No Man's Sky launched, that game was a travesty to say nicely. Like, yeah. it was there was nothing to do. And they've over the last few years, really brought that game back to a point where it's, uh, you know, enjoyable to play and has a pretty solid community around it. So uh, big props to them. I mean, they've won back a lot of goodwill, at least in my book. Right. Yeah, I, I feel that. So. All right. Uh, on that entire list, uh, since I spent some time talking about it, Tom, I'm just going to let you pick a couple things. Feel free to freak out about whatever you want. Uh, just go for okay. it. I have high hopes for the new Dragon Age. I was a big fan of Dragon Age Inquisition. Dragon Age 1 and Inquisition are probably my two games out of that series because everything after 1 
kind of became, we'll just say they aren't good. (laughs) Right. Um, Uh, And just to cut in, uh, Dragon Age is made by, is Bioware, correct? They're also Bioware. Yes. So this is a big game for them. Bioware's taken some shit lately. Anthem was a disaster and Andromeda was a disaster. Mm -hmm. And people have been quitting left and right there. So this is a big one for them. Um, I can't remember what the game was off the top of my head. It, uh, I'm trying to remember what all the games were based on their titles because I only got clippets. I never got to actually watch the full rundown of everything. Okay. Um, it's the game where you are basically riding on the back of a dragon. And it's like a shoot 'em up. That's Century but Ages. That of was Ash. Century. Okay, I wanted yes. to make sure that was correct before I said that game it. looks bonkers. If you have ever played Panzer Dragoon, yep, <laughs> this is a new age version of Panzer Dragoon. Looks because awesome because the re-release of Panzer Dragoon was absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> this gives us hope. This gives us hope because it looks fun. It's bright and shiny. The controls look smooth. The actual moving mechanics look amazing. I am actually excited for this game. When I, I didn't know what it was when I saw it, but <laughs> I saw the guy flying around in the dragon shooting other guys on dragons. That was it. I was sold. <laughs> That's all you need. Yep. I'll play the shit out of that game. That yep. sounds amazing. <laughs> Um, anything that can get me closer to the book series Aragon, I will be 100% on board. 100%. Because not, not the movie, the book. We'll go with the book. Yes. <laughs> the movie sure didn't do it for me. No. Or the video game. I believe there is a video game alongside the movie. Probably. But I mean, the only good part about it was Jeremy Irons. So we'll, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. I mean, if you have Scar in your movie, you're pretty much good to go. Um... The Callisto protocol, I am 100% on board with. Like, I am a huge fan of Dead Space, all the games, even though 3 was kind of dropped from for a lot of people, just for the multiplayer aspect of it. I still loved the entire Dead Space game series. The first one is one of the scariest games I've played the second game is more action-based, which you can see, but it was still like that. They were able to still fit fear into an action game, like how the original Resident Evil games were. Three was definitely more action-based, but I still had fun with it because it was like that stupid fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if it's anything like that, because just looking at the creature design that they had in their trailer reveal... It looks like the I want I keep saying Xenomorph in my head, but it's not Xenomorph because that's aliens. Similar design, though. So I got the same kind of feeling. Yeah. So it's it's got that like mutated human slash alien with a lot of fucking teeth, because I think the thing had like three mouths. And yeah, I would say at least three, at least three mouths that we could see. Other things would have been blocked by. uh sensors but anyway Ooh, that's dirty <laughs> if you ever seen the movie teeth you know what we're talking about <laughs> save the x-rated talk for cyberpunk 
a game that I'm not excited for after actually seeing some of it played. <laughs> True. We'll get to that later, though. Yep, we'll get to that in a little bit. No, Callisto Protocol. It looks awesome. It does. That it looks, looks a lot of fun. Um, I've only played Elder Scrolls Online for maybe about 20 minutes, and I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a big thing with a lot of people. It's like when you talk to somebody about uh, Final Fantasy Online. That Was it Final Fantasy 11? Was it? 11 or 12? Yeah, and four, 14 currently. 14. Yeah. Yes. 11 was the old version. Yes. Um, a lot of those online fantasy games that are supposed to be MMOs, they, they're they good for like time wasters, I feel. Like if you want to get in and just like mess around with some friends and just kind of play something for a little bit. But other than that, it doesn't really have a pull to it. So I like how they're adding Oblivion in it because Oblivion was one of my favorite Elder Scroll games, but I just don't feel it getting as yeah. big as I expect it to get. I uh, I, I have a personal vow <laughs> that to never play MMOs just because I have a very like obsessive compulsive personality mm-hmm. and I know it would destroy my life and everything that I have. You kidding me? So, I, have, I have owned and played every Pokemon game. I think I know exactly how you feel. True. <laughs> I'm talking about more like the games like WoW or Elder Scrolls Online, stuff that's like that, just because I just, I don't need that in my life. It's probably fun, but I just don't need that in my See, life. I, I, with games like that, I feel like I started too late, so I never got into that mindset of playing an MMO, so I never really cared to even try it. Right, or so now there's so many expansions for WoW, how do I even start that game? Mm-hmm. And where would I even start on that game? I have no idea. It if just seems game, crazy requires that you get a level boost as soon as you start the game which automatically gives you like oh here have a hundred levels free to start playing the game that is not a game i want to play yeah i i feel the same it's the same as when i get dlc for a game that allows me to get the most overpowered weapon or armor in a game and it's just like here go ahead and play it i'm not gonna do it it's true so uh, let's see you got anything else on that list or you want me to rattle some off let's say you can go ahead and talk i've been okay. talking long enough i just uh, want to geek out just a second because we mentioned it so uh-huh. i just want to applaud masahiro sakurai for being an absolute madman <laughs> just absolutely out of his mind so first of all i just want to say before final fantasy 7 remake comes out i feel like there's a no percent chance that they're putting sephiroth in smash i think the success of that game like really led to that conversation probably uh am i a little salty that it's still not gino or sora a little bit but that's fine whatever my feelings can just continually be hurt they have three more characters so if it's gino sora and waluigi i'd be happy they can end it listen they have said for the last two or three character packs that that was the last one with each character pack and they've still kept going adding more (laughs) characters they're up to 84 characters now Probably because they keep making shit tons of money. Exactly. So, so I mean, if as long as it keeps going, they can just add however many they want. Please give me something other than a sword boy. <laughs> I get it. What Sephiroth is, is big and the, he's got the fancy sword. Give me We're, something non-sword based. <laughs> I think I tweeted that during the awards where they were having like the board meeting mm-hmm. deciding which character it was going to be. And Sakurai is like, we need a solution for all these sword characters. And he looks over at one of his guys who's just like sitting there and he like 
slams Sephiroth's picture down on the table and it's like big sword and everyone's like oh my god they, still have, kind of they, they throw a sword at the wall and whatever it lands on that's what it gets pretty much <laughs> Waluigi uh, comes out and everyone's all excited because Waluigi's in the game he gets a fucking sword that I honestly <laughs> would love that that'd be fulfill every fantasy that it's I a ever sword that's of. in the shape of his nose yes let's <laughs> let's do it 100% so Sakurai, you're an absolute madman. Mm-hmm. That trailer was absolutely bonkers. So first of all, he just casually kills God or what the yep. is equivalent of God. And the entire off. army that God has. <laughs> In like one slash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay. I have watched many reactions on that. The opening of that character being revealed. And there's always that point where everyone sees the slash come down. They're like, oh, well, what the hell is this? And everyone's expecting it to be like somebody from like Bayonetta or somebody from like one of the other side games or one of the other like Legends of the games having like a other sword character or something. I honestly felt like for a second there was going to be Sora just because the the battleground they were on kind of looked like the Keyblade graveyard. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and, I, anyways. I can see that. Um, anyways, go ahead. And the fact that uh, in two seconds after that slash happens, you see everything disintegrating and everything's like kind of everyone's confused. And also you hear like the dun, 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 the dun, soundtrack dun, kicks dun. in <laughs> and then they're like, oh, hold, hold on. <laughs> I was freaking out. As soon as I heard like the first chords, I was like, oh, my God. Now, I have a question for you about that trailer. Okay. Did you also think that Mario just got fucking aced by Sephiroth? Yes, 100%. I thought he was dead. I'm like, Luigi died first by death. He got his soul fucking ripped out and was killed. The Mario brothers do not have good luck. <laughs> I am telling you, I floated this conspiracy theory to you the other night when mm-hmm. we first saw that. I think Sakurai has it out for the Mario bros. Mm-hmm. I think it's an inside job, honestly. And He's then, trying to remove them from like the mainstay because he needs Kirby to be the face of all Nintendo. <laughs> I uh, honestly, yes. Uh, <laughs> and I think uh, there's a shot right right after that happens too, where he like comes down and he almost Aerith's Zelda while she's yeah. laying on the ground. Yeah, and that <laughs> spoof got so many people just because they're like, "Oh, this is cool," and it has that like little half a second freeze frame when he implants into the ground, and people are just like it's too soon like don't yeah. don't do it's <laughs> this game has been around like, for years but please dude. don't <laughs> and then for them to like throw in pretty much the whole fight from advent children mm-hmm. was it's like okay we've and I, sh- I sent you the tweet the other night it's like somehow we've arrived at a point in time where we've been alive long enough that advent children is now remembered with fondness and is like nostalgic mm-hmm so yep um absolutely nuts do we i can't i haven't played i don't usually play as like the me characters in smash do we have final fantasy skins for the me characters uh i don't know i'm not sure i know there's a geno skin i think for yes the, there is uh, a geno skin. there's a there's a sans skin okay <laughs> <sighs> i'm just wondering because oh hold on i, I i'm sa- saving this to send to you later okay there's a picture of cloud in what looks like water holding zelda like oh Aerith. oh no <laughs> oh no um oh no so i was just thinking so are they with the sephiroth release are they going to give us like for me fighter gonna give us a tifa skin 
for I f- Gunner, I feel like they should. For Gunner, are they going to give us Barrett or that would be Valentine? Cool. And Sword would just be. Is there another person with a sword? I'm just I was trying to think. I don't think there is. Honestly, they probably just put Yuffie in there. I mean, might as well go all in it at, at this point. Right. The the hype is real, but that was probably what a way to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a way to start the show. Um, that was absolutely incredible. I'm super pumped for Sephiroth and Smash. That's going to be amazing. Uh, I want to transition. I wanted to mention real fast uh, the perfect dark trailer. Mm-hmm. That really intrigued me. I thought that was super interesting. As soon uh, as I saw the um, what's the company's name? The dark data. Was it like data diner? Data dine. Yeah. Um, company logo. I was like, oh, please tell me this is real. Because if this I didn't is catch real, that the first time, if this is real, it's coming up when you're climbing up the building, and then it, yeah. it shows it kind of like for a second before it flies over. If that is a thing, does that mean that Dino Crisis is going to get a re-release? Oh, so if that's a possibility. I am a hundred percent on board, and please bring it in. <laughs> right. Uh, I just. The thing I really liked about that was uh, it's being made by uh, The Initiative, Mm -hmm. which is a a new game studio from Microsoft. I think it's a collection of people. And the story that the trailer kind of told was it was so many years in the future and the climate crisis had kind of overwhelmed and, you know, destroyed a lot of the world. And that left a power vacuum for these powerful corporations like Datadine to step in and kind of fill the void and offer solutions to the climate. And I was like, okay, I I wasn't so much excited that it was like a perfect dark game coming back, but the kind of story they were trying to tell in relation to everything that's happening in the world really piqued my interest because I don't think anyone has really tried to tell that story before, especially in like the time we're living in where everyone's starting to draw attention and be like, hey, we need to address this problem or it's going to be a real problem for us in the future. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, for sure. That alone piqued my interest enough to where I kind of want to play it and check it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I'm ready to play it to begin with anyway, because I loved the Perfect Dark games. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of them were really as good as the original N64 one, but no, I, I had enjoyment with most of them. So um, somebody just posted that. Uh, Can we please complete the iconic video game villain prophecy, please? And they have Bowser, Ganon, Sephiroth. And in the Black Shadow, they have uh, Dr. Eggman. Oh, that would be good. Honestly, <laughs> that would be really awesome. I f- yeah, I feel like you think they would throw in like Tails or something too, uh, another Sonic character. Maybe right? I, I don't know. I maybe may, uh, like originally I thought it was just going to be like one character per side franchise, but now that they have both Cloud and Sephiroth, all gates are open. Yeah, I think gloves are off. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> yeah, put Minecraft Steve in there. I mean, you're pretty much open to whatever the hell you want to put in there. Fucking Minecraft Steve. <laughs> By the way, I'm never playing Minecraft Steve because it looks like shit in a game that's well polished <laughs> uh yeah i just i have no desire <laughs> I mean, by the way i hate minecraft everybody who's out there that's another thing you can yell oh, at me man. about <laughs> we just lost a million of a million views so it's, it's game over so listen the ones uh, who are here that'll stay here are the ones that matter <laughs> that's true so uh back for blood i was really excited about mm-hmm. that uh i love left for dead that 
and Left 4 Dead 2. Those games are awesome. So yep. I'm excited to get some four player zombie action going on. As long as I can get the healing gnome again, I'm OK with it. True. <laughs> uh, I feel like that'll probably be a community thing we do when it comes out. I would love to get some community back for Blood Glowing. That would oh, be definitely. sweet. Definitely. Yeah, that would be dope. Uh, and then the only other thing that uh, we pretty much touched on everything that kind of i have two other things so mm-hmm. uh crimson desert i don't know if you saw the trailer for that it's i believe it's a sequel to black desert online looks absolutely bonkers yeah. like the com the combat looks like a style between shadow of war and some of like the earlier assassin's creed games mm-hmm. and there's just some crazy shit going on there and i was totally down that looks like fun just killing dudes in the game <laughs> in the game not in real life i have to make that uh, yeah, this reference. is the second episode you brought that up are you sure you don't have a problem no i'm fine it's everything's fine don't worry it's everyone else that's a problem <laughs> yeah it's not not me and then uh let's go through my list here oh okay so <laughs> i cannot believe that whatever the development studio that made arc <laughs> was like <laughs> hey let's go get vin diesel and have him because <laughs> i was like the ball guy i'm like you see who that is that's Vin Diesel and he's got a family and of course he has a family because that's what all of his movies are about so of course he has to ride or drift a dinosaur in this game for it to be a success right (laughs) I I think that that's a given so is Vin Diesel just like the poster character or I've never played the original arc so the arc plays like a character you make your own character I am not a big fan of arc it's like if you took Minecraft and Monster Hunter infuse them together. Interesting. But instead of killing the dinosaurs for parts, which you can do, you basically can tame them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like super sci-fi slash prehistoric. So you're saying that Vin Diesel could realistically drift a dinosaur? Yes, I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm really hoping so. so. So you don't actually won't actually get to play as Vin Diesel. It's unless you make, you'll make a character. I have a feeling everyone's going to make Vin Diesel. This is going to be everyone. R2 is just going to be running around as Vin Diesel. <laughs> be so amazing. They're going to be racing dinosaurs. Beat me. Oh, you my God. Even catch me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just I'm reading a comment right now that says um, one of the best trailers for the night. And which had us all guessing whether it was a new prehistoric Fast and the Furious or a Turok reboot played by Vin Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, for a while, though, it could have gone either way. That that was a toss up. The two things that Turok and Ark have in common, it's about dinosaurs, but also aliens. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that that was a toss up there for a while. Then that Mm -hmm. was pretty much the entire trailer. And what a brutal trailer like dudes were just getting ripped up by the dinosaurs it's like oh my god yeah but you can tell it's arc because the combat of the game is very much like that slow and janky af (laughs) (laughs) oh man it was amazing uh other than that uh i enjoyed everything else though that was really the stuff that kind of just jumped out and grabbed my attention my favorite comment of the night was the award for most anticipated game went to Elden Ring and, and it never got announced. True. It's been eight years and nobody has said a damn thing about this game. <laughs> so somebody took a screenshot of the show. And <laughs> at one point, Jeff Keighley was stuck inside this like laser dodecahedron that was rotating around him. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like that was unintentional because they did have that. But I feel like it was just supposed to be like a stage prop and they couldn't get it to turn off. Mm-hmm. And so someone screenshot that and said, uh, Jeff Keighley gets put in gamer prison for mentioning Elden Ring, but not showing a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was that was probably one of the funniest things that I read online. It was incredible. Yeah. There uh, have been like rampages across the Internet waiting for Elden Ring to be announced. Even announced, like they brought it up that it's being made, but even to have the game announced is what people want. They don't even care if it's out yet. They're just like, just tell me it's coming. <laughs> well, they got to hurry because between that and the Game of Thrones book that Martin is writing, mm-hmm. dude seriously may die before either of these things get finished. True. Very true. Not to be pessimistic and not to be mean. I'm just being realistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's going to come uh, out around the same time that the last part of Final Fantasy seven comes out. Oh, good. So right at the end of the world, <laughs> right at Perfect. the end of the world. <laughs> so, um, yeah, other than that, like I said, I thought the the night was really mm-hmm. cool. There are a lot of cool presenters. Uh, one of the coolest parts of the night was uh, seeing the Among Us team uh, accept some awards because they were like in genuine tears at this thing yeah. that they made all of a sudden blew up. And you could tell it just really meant a lot to them. The fact which that a small awesome. portable hand, like phone game was able to make it into a bigger setting, I think is actually amazing. I will always support the small groups that make good games. Like Among Us is just supposed to be a fun multiplayer game. It's one of those games you play with your friends and basically find an excuse to lie to each other. <laughs> and Right. <laughs> the thing every friendship needs. Every friendship needs. Um, <laughs> But it's always like crazy shenanigans that happens in that game. There's now new like people have made fan games that you can play in the game. Like hide and seek where nobody actually everyone knows who the killers are. But you have to like get a head start and hide while the like killer tries to find you. There are like a bunch of different modes that people fans have made. To do stuff like that. I think it's got the game's got a really great community around it. Mm -hmm. I think for me, at least my thought about this game is like Animal Crossing. It really was the game we needed this year because with everybody being trapped inside, not being able to see their friends and family, this gave people a way to interact and have fun with their friends and lie to them because you couldn't lie to their faces anymore. (laughs) I just uh I really think that this game came along and got picked up and and took off at the right time. I think uh, it's definitely one of the bright spots this year. Definitely. Yep. Um, I was super happy for Final Fantasy seven for the winning the music award. I thought that was great. That soundtrack is the reimagining of that soundtrack is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Uh, I did not know that uh, Nubuo Uematsu even like uh, consulted on the soundtrack as well. Yeah. Which. That uh, gives me so much nerd excitement. I love that, man. <laughs> that man's music is incredible. Uh, so that was that was awesome. Um, Hades picked up a, a lot of great awards that it deserved. Uh, so I just think overall, uh, I am surprised that it won best action game. Like that is yeah. the one thing I did not expect it to actually win. I, I'm happy they did because it's definitely well deserved. Yeah, it, it sure. was, but I just did not expect it with the games that it was lined up with. I mean, little guys can go toe to toe with the big guys sometimes. I love it. It's great. Yep. And yep. I feel like uh, for for 
like I say, most of the night was really great. It was a celebration of games. Got to see some Reggie. Always <laughs> love it when you see Reggie. Yeah, it's oh, that man. Know, Reggie is one missed. of my. Yeah, he's one of my personal heroes. Uh, having Stephen A. Smith, who's a sports guy, come on and do an award was kind of funny. I thought that was hilarious. So, and of course, Swedish Chef best best entry to any cameo of an award show. <laughs> I think so. And I tried to get him, like I said on my tweet, for an exclusive interview. Couldn't do it. He's a hard guy to track down. Busy guy, you know. I also don't know so. if he can read English. Maybe not, but I mean, <laughs> I still wanted to just talk to the man and tell him what a huge fan I am. So <laughs> maybe one day when it gets big enough. So uh, any uh, any last thoughts on the Game Awards, Tom, or anything like that? Um, other than the fact that, yes, I am happy Final Fantasy VII won the RPG. It beat out Persona, so I'm kind of salty about that. It's bittersweet. It's, bitter, <laughs> it's a bittersweet win. <laughs> I mean, I expected it. I was happy that it won because it deserved it but doesn't mean that i'm not going to be upset by it <laughs> i think uh i think that sean murray wins one of my uh awards of the night definitely and i think whoever picked out jeff Keeley's shoes also wins an um, award because those things were crazy um sean <laughs> with murray suit, wins so. uh best game of the, the year award just himself <laughs> Definitely, because <laughs> that man has been through some stuff the last few years, taking mm-hmm. blame for his game. And yeah. he, he doesn't even push it off on anybody. He literally is just like, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> like, I, like, taking I'll some years off his life. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Game Awards are awesome. And I'm really looking forward to next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess we'll have to see if E3's around. That'll be one of the Any subplots, early I think. Predict- any early predictions with games that they have announced so far, like not just with game award announcements, but any game in general. You think that will win game of the year or just anything game of the year? Uh, well, I I'm going to take this bet and say 100 percent that Cyberpunk is probably going to be up for one of the game of the year awards just I'm because hoping not. But it's going to be it's one that. of those. Yeah, it's one of those huge industry games, you know, uh, and then I'm not really sure about any of this other list that what's like coming up for i'm not sure when all this stuff is supposed to be out uh, i feel like a lot of this stuff is supposed to be out next year i'm not gonna hold anything to it it's kind of hard to make a call just because we're not really sure what the state of the world is going to be like mm-hmm. by the end of next year i think that covid's probably still going to have some lasting effect so we'll have to see if any of these release dates stick we'll have mm-hmm. to see if anything else kind of comes out of the blue um I do know that we're still waiting on, you know, some launch titles from Microsoft and PlayStation. Listen, they the announced fight, so. um, God of War Ragnarok. All right. If that comes out. I'm going to say goodbye to my life and just be playing that game nonstop. <laughs> Same. And that's probably an early favorite for me, too. But it really will have to see. Mm-hmm. I know with Sony saying that they are just short units to supply the demand for the console because of covid we'll just have to see it's also a big shout out to um um indie game designers um because even with a small game that they don't think is going to do really well they continue going because i just found out that uh, binding of isaac is getting another dlc whoa that game has been around for a long time <laughs> that's awesome 
and and they, that, and they wouldn't be doing that if they didn't think they could make some kind of money off of it. So exactly. like community support must be there. Yeah, exactly. And that's amazing. I'm just kind of surprised with that fact. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. And uh, oh, I had another point that I was going to make, but I don't remember now. It's probably not that important. So, <laughs> But Game Awards, I think that was good. And mm-hmm. this conversation, it was a good conversation, went way longer than I thought. So we originally had planned to talk about cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. uh i just don't think we have time in the schedule to, t- to have the lengthy conversation that i'd like to have about it so uh if it's cool with you tom i think we'll push that conversation off till next week just one uh, key point if you're yes. looking to play a futuristic grand theft auto just play cyberpunk yes essentially and <laughs> be careful because there have been reports of dicks clipping through pants. Yes. So, you know, the fact just, that you can change the size of your genitalia may have something to do with that. I mean, game of the year right there. Honestly, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, old, uh, best game direction, Cyberpunk 2077 for uh, <laughs> customizable junk. Best character creation. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I think. Um, no, but I mean, the character creation did a lot of cool things where you can choose to be uh, a man with female parts or a female with man parts. So I think that's really inclusive. I think that I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really awesome of the team. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the side questing part of the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, literally talking about video game junk. Uh, <laughs> this, this got weird. Um, but there's a lot of things around cyberpunk 2077 uh, that we want to talk about. I'm sure you saw by my outline. I kind of want to tie it into uh, some of the review scores and the buzz around it that's been going on. So I definitely want to have a lengthier conversation about that next week. Yep. I, I know it's disappointing because it's a new thing. We want to talk about it. Uh, but we have a timeline here. Tom has stuff to do and I have stuff to do. So unfortunately, that's just how it is. And, and one last thing to close out before we do anything else. There are only a couple spots left for Smash Bros. Who are your wanted? Like if you had to choose. Somebody had to get cut out. Somebody has to stay. Who are you looking forward to for the last spots? So I have to re- I have to take somebody out and put somebody in. Is that what you're saying? Or just how many more spots are left? I think there's only two spots left, aren't there? Two spots left. Hmm. Because I know you have three in mind, but are you going to get rid of the meme or are you going to keep the ones that you <laughs> absolutely want? Uh, I, I think the roster is probably is what it is. I, I wouldn't change anything i'd probably have less fire emblem characters just because i feel like there are a lot of them and even though i love fire emblem oh no i'm talking uh, about the last uh spots for the dlc characters that are yet to oh, be announced okay so if i had to take a guess uh is this like is this something i wish would happen or is it yeah, what i think you, is go- something okay. you wish would happen because i know you have three that you wish were in there right but there, i think there's only two spots left isn't there well obviously goku no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> Goku versus Sephiroth. The dream has come true. I mean, that would be (laughs) absolutely bonkers. Uh, Then this game is just going to turn into Jump Force, essentially. So (laughs) you mean a better Uh, Jump Force? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I stick by my guns. I think that if they are going to do a last final character, just because of all the buzz that's been made, I think you have to do Waluigi. I just I think you have to. I think you have to give the people what they want. They listened and put Final Fantasy seven in the game. Yes, they should listen on this. Uh, he's Sakurai's going to be that dick 
that puts it to the very last thing. <laughs> he would do that just because he has a sense. And he's going to make like it that. a me costume. <laughs> Definitely. I think that would be awesome. I know it's unlikely just because of the history between Square and Nintendo. What happened with Super Mario RPG? I would love Gino. I think that would be amazing. Honestly, with the I, way that they're doing things now, they might actually do something about it just because it's not Nintendo. That's the I mean, Nintendo is the company that's running it. But the fact that it's Sakurai making these things work. Right. He's already got Final Fantasy seven in there. He's already gotten a bunch of other companies in there that have had rough patches with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's possible. Uh, I th- I just I know they already have a me costume for it. I know he's already I think he's like a he's a soul or whatever, isn't he? Or a spirit, yeah. I think. So just I don't, don't know give us Mallow, is. OK, we don't want Mallow in the game. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I wouldn't. I like Mallow. I wouldn't mind Mallow. That'd be pretty he, he cool. He just stands there and heals himself the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can actually have some interesting moveset with him with how it's like his extendo limbs and the way he's like a cloud. That could be interesting. And uh, honestly, if I had to pick a third uh, of I, I'm torn between two because I think Sora would be really cool because Kingdom Hearts has a history of on Nintendo handheld games. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be really cool. Or, or somebody from Kingdom Hearts Universe. Right. Second, uh, I think Crash Bandicoot would be very cool for Smash. Hmm. Uh, I think his character design, his moveset, uh, really lends itself to Smash really well. I just don't... I mean, they put Solid Snake in the game. Yeah. So I... There's precedent there to put a Sony property into Smash Bros., I think Crash would be cool. That's that's what I think. Okay. What would yours? What would your picks be? So if I had to choose, are we choosing two or three? I guess three, since three? I picked three. So um, my first one would be hands down, uh, bath or base from the Mega Man series. Like uh, you told school. me that the other night. That would yes. be awesome. Just because Mega Man is very under, like, represented in Smash. Like you get his one character, and that's it. Especially for his history with Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. He's one of the flagship games for the original Nintendo. They already have Proto Man as a trophy. So it's not going to be Proto Man. So why not put Base in there, who is like the evil version of Mega Man, but implement his dog into more of his stuff? Yes. That would be great. Base and Treble. You uh, <laughs> you already said, too, because I countered with, well, why not zero? And you said zero is already a spirit. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, he's okay. a trophy. Oh, he's a trophy. OK. Yep. But um, yeah, I think base would be awesome. We I feel that Robotnik would be a very good choice. Just because Sonic having another Sonic character would make the fans go crazy. <clears throat> agree. I feel like Sonic Sock is on the rise lately, too. Yes, I agree, because after the fiasco with Sonic Boom, they changed their ways a little bit and went back to what the fans wanted. Yeah, they uh, I think I said <clears throat> Sonic socks, uh, Sonic stock. I, Sonic I think that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, and if we're talking dream character, like somebody that I don't expect 100 percent to ever get into Smash Brothers. Um, How deep are you digging in the barrel for this one? Oh, I'm digging pretty deep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's say, you know what? Fortnite already has Halo. Why don't we put Doom Guy in there? 
Oh, he's on. Oh. The, he was one of the Switch's opening games. Doom. Oh, I feel like his weapons and moveset would actually complement Smash very well. Right. And his ultimate would just open up the portal and have the demons come out. I That would honestly be awesome. I mean, <laughs> you've already set the precedent that you're going to add a darker character like Sephiroth. So, right. And Doom it's already a dark a game. The first opening scene of Smash Brothers is everyone dying except for Kirby. <laughs> it's, it's true. And, he, and even in some of their character reveal scenes, Luigi mm-hmm. died. Yep. Mario, Mario almost died. Almost dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I think just that feel would be really like awesome. they decided to take a big chance and pull some more mature games onto a Nintendo console like Bayonetta and uh, Doom as soon as the switch was released. So I feel like maybe they can implement something from that. I mean, I don't want to say this, but I mean, just to give them a little bit more fire to use, he has technically a sword. True. So he can be another sword boy. (laughs) And he's from that iconic era of video games. Like Doom, the original Doom. I think that would be, I like that. I like that pick a lot. I think that'd be sweet. (laughs) And, uh, uh, that made me think of oh, who was I thinking of? Because you, you said that. And then I came up with a really clever one that I thought. But now I can't remember. That's twice now. I hate my life so much. It's terrible. Can we get um, Artorias in uh, in Smash, please? Hades already won some awards. Can we uh, can we just pull some characters from that and have him summon Cerberus and ride him around and kill people? Yeah. Zag- yeah, Zagreus. Cool. Zagreus. Yeah, Zag- Zagreus. Yeah, it would be an awesome addition. I was thinking. Too many so if we're, doing, <laughs> if we're doing like that, that golden age of games, I was thinking, uh, why not grab Scorpion from Mortal Kombat or Sub Zero? <laughs> right. If if you know, while we're at it, I I think you know I could see Sub Zero in there. It's, it's already a side to side move game. Or it's a side game, to so. side move game. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine like. They, they actually pulled the last two characters. It's both Sub-Zero and Doom Guy, and they just fatality each other in the middle of a Smash <laughs> that, Bros. game. <laughs> that would be... I would be done. I mean... Smash Bros. is now rated M for mature. <laughs> that would be incredible. Because yeah, that's what I just thought of. I was thinking of iconic games, and I was like, oh, Street Fighter, but they already have Street Fighter in there. Yep. So I was like, oh, let's just... If we're going Doom Guy, let's just go Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's just go all in. We'll go Killer Instinct. We'll go against the the Nether Realm Studios. We'll throw in Kilgore and just like rip people in shreds. <laughs> oh God, I like it. I think that would be amazing. Or even like the the guys from Contra, even <laughs> whoever those guys are, just dig deep in the barrel. Oh, uh, Gunner I mean, One and Gunner Two. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Just yep. Gunner. <laughs> I mean, the president's there. They've they did Castlevania. Yep. So I mean. They could really go any way they wanted to. Can I get the Jeep from Jackal in this, please? Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they could they could put in a lot of uh, they could put in a lot more Kirby characters. There's a lot of Kirby characters you could put in. I'm surprised Sakurai hasn't put in more Kirby characters. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I just want to play as either Skull Kid or Midna. That's all. That's all I want. I think Skull Kid would be an awesome one too. But either sadly, either one of those. Sadly, would be awesome. they both are trophies because they're too <sighs> small to be actual characters. You figure maybe they would have capitalized on Breath of the Wild a little more, maybe like thrown in the champions or something. I'm wondering Uh, if they plan on doing that after with the new games release to see how well it does. And then maybe pull something off of that. Oh, yeah, because the Breath of the Wild uh, sequel. It's it's a prequel. 
or which one was? Oh, the, the Hyrule new, Warriors? The the newest game that just came out. The Calamity that, of That's the, Hyrule Warriors, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be the new game for um a Breath of the Wild, which ended up being a prequel, which ended up being a Musou game, which is Hyrule Warriors two. Right. And so they didn't make Hyrule, or they didn't make Breath of the Wild two. They made Hyrule Warriors two instead, and made I that think, part of the series. <laughs> I think they're still planning to do Breath of the Wild two though, because it lost to Elden Ring for most anticipated game. Oh, I don't know because the yeah. trailer that they showed when they were announcing Breath of the Wild two is the prequel scene that's already in this new game well they showed a trailer i think two years ago at e3 yeah, where they go into the basement and they find ganon's remains yeah yeah that is the prequel really yeah <laughs> well they, they still they still had it in the game awards though so i'll have to do some research Listen, on that and see gonna, what's up that's you weird. know what because they showed it with elden ring you're right it probably is a thing because it's never we don't even happen. know if elden ring is a thing yeah. so i don't know is anything true anymore <laughs> what is truth <laughs> What is a lie? I have no idea. The cake. The cake is a lie. That's what maybe they'll maybe they'll still release Scalebound. Maybe they'll still release Star Wars 1313. I don't know. Can I please get somebody from Portal in Smash Bros? I think that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, why stop there? You could literally do anything. It's Smash Bros. You can literally put anything in there. And whoever doesn't get there, whoever gets scrapped, goes straight to Fortnite. Oh, man. (laughs) Maybe you just put Fortnite in Smash You're and then it's so just a massive double crossover. You can be so pissed because Sora's going to get pulled over to Fortnite. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would that would be. I mean, <laughs> with Disney involved now. Oh, I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Ugh, and, it's, and that stupid pickaxe thing is just a keyblade. Yeah. And Sora has a gun. Oh, yep. that just seems so wrong. Yeah. There's so many things wrong with that. Yep. And then Waluigi's going to end up over at Fortnite because he Uh, realizes he's never going to get the smash. (laughs) I mean, at this point, like they put Michonne and Daryl in Fortnite. So at this point, they could just, you know, put Walter White in at this point. They're just going for everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, they They already have John Wick. They already have like all the people from Walking Dead eventually. They could just do a Game of Thrones season, put everybody from Game of Thrones in Fortnite. Probably. Like. Like, where does this end? I mean, if, they're, if they're Disney's involved taking, now, maybe Mickey will be in Fortnite. They're I don't know. They're start pulling Overwatch characters into Fortnite. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, though. I mean, they put Minecraft Steven. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put that Agent Jonesy guy <laughs> who's like the Fortnite mascot, the blonde dude or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in Smash. I had because not of, watched the game awards or seen anything at the time and people were posting on videos of the game awards that jonesy was added into smash and i was almost like such a troll (laughs) i was almost driven to be so mad at the game that i'm like i'm fucking done with you you just you just call me you're like i'm just burning down my house like tom think about this it's like (laughs) nope nope this is the way it has to be (laughs) this is the way this is the way, but he's in <laughs> Fortnite too. Yeah, he's now in Fortnite as well. Oh, God, I can't. I'm done. So, okay, uh, we definitely went over further. We side quested really hard yes. there. Uh, this is so, there's always going to be at least one side questing part in every stream, definitely. every uh, podcast. So just be used to it. <laughs> so to wrap it up, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Pod Sidequest. 
uh, to ask all your questions. <laughs> if you want to interact with us, I did a giant tweet storm during the Game Awards, and I'll probably tweet about other things. If you would like to email us a question for our future and hopeful mailbag segment, mm -hmm. you can email us at sidequestingpodcast at gmail.com. And you can literally, like we said, ask about whatever you want. And we'll mm -hmm. answer the, if it was within our ability to do so. Uh, and uh, anything you would like to add, Tom? If you would like to yell at me on my opinions of all the games that I have said that may start or may not start a war, <clears throat> about this whole situation please find me at red ravel 26 on twitch.com you can yell at me whenever you'd like <laughs> uh we were on your stream uh yesterday and it mm -hmm. was it was hilarious it was shit, a good time shit went crazy a little bit shit went it a was little crazy <laughs> <laughs> just just a little crazy um yeah and then uh yeah if you want to find me on twitter my personal twitter account is at riptide 104 uh, I've been interacting a lot more interactive than I normally have with this coming online. So you give him and a project, he's going to be interactive with it a hundred percent more than usual. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it focuses my brain because mm -hmm. other than that, I'm just endlessly scrolling the Twitter hellscape and with no purpose, <laughs> which is I kind of feel what the purpose of Twitter is these days. So yeah. uh, have some went. exciting things went. coming up. You almost went have... full YouTube with that Twitter. <laughs> Uh, almost. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have some cool stuff coming up. I mm -hmm. want to talk to you, Tom, about a, a couple of cool ideas I have for uh, different things I want to do. And <clears> I think uh, next week we're definitely, definitely gonna talk about Cyberpunk next week. Okay. Because totally just spent a whole almost hour and a half just having a good time talking about the game awards. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, uh, that's all I got. Alrighty, that sounds good to me. All right. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for stopping by. And uh, oh, uh, one more thing. If you could, wherever you happen to listen to us, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever the different ones are, I don't know what Breaker or Pocket Casts are. Uh, if you do happen to listen to us, if you could leave a review or and slash or a rating, that would be awesome. It would help other people find us. Uh, you don't even have to leave like a semi intelligent review. You could just like give us three stars and say cheeseburgers. Mm hmm. That would be awesome. I would love it. Thank you so much. Uh, but that would really help us out, uh, especially since the more people we feel like listen and interact with us, the more like the more variety of conversations we'll be able to have, because uh, just from the short time I've been interacting on Twitter, I've seen some different points of view that got me thinking. So exactly. And everyone's opinions can cause very different uh, conversations and it makes it a little bit more makes it a little bit more knowledgeable on the situations because we can see what everyone's aspect is on it. I agree. I think that's great. So, uh, yeah, if you could just do that and look for this to go up, I'll try and get it to go up, uh, tomorrow evening if I can. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, the hosting program anchor that we use kind of distributes it, distributes it everywhere for us. So I'm not really sure when it becomes available on which sites I know it's available on Spotify, right? Like right away. Uh, and then it took like a couple days to get everywhere else, except Apple Podcasts, who still won't put the first episode up. So, <laughs> oh, awesome. Tim Cook. Last thing before we go um, about the uh, Twitch website where you can find me. You can also catch Riptide there with me on this coming Monday where we'll be playing some Monster Hunter. Monster Hunts. <laughs> we have a great time with it. It's so yes. much fun. So and yeah. then, uh, yeah, then feel free to yell at us in the comment section about how stupid we are. We would appreciate that very much. You can see us fail and also do a little bit better against each monster as we go against it. <laughs> true. That's true. So, 
All right, Tom. Well, I appreciate right. your time. Thank you as always. And yes, sorry thank for keeping you. you so long. No, you're fine. And uh, to everybody out there listening, we will uh, see you next week. Laters. Laters. Thank you.